I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. What's up, everybody? Back again. It's podcast time. This episode is brought to you by All I Need. We have brand new boards out right now. It's called the Wartime Series. You can check them out at allineedskate.com. These decks are going out to shops this month. So if you see one at the shop, pick one up, please. Uh, And if your shop doesn't carry All I Need, don't worry. You can always get it on our website, allineedskate.com. Also, we're a small brand. We're growing our apparels in select shops. But for the most part, you can get it at allineedskate.com. We got t-shirts, hoodies, beanies, hats, you name it, embroidered. It's all top notch. Make it right here at my work. So I know it's quality. And uh, yeah, I would just want to give a shout out to everyone who's already purchased some apparel and copped a deck in the past. Thank you guys. Um, your orders are going out too. Um, today's a good one, man. I don't know what to tell you. I got a legend on, Jerry Sue. The only thing I will say is that I recorded it through Skype and... For whatever reason, towards the end, it like cut out. So it's not our full conversation, but you get over an hour of Jerry Sue, which is pretty epic. I don't know. I'm still tripping out. I've always been a fan of him. So his skating is so gnarly. If you guys saw Bag of Suck, then you already know. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Also, thank you for all the shares on Facebook. Whenever I go live, uh, you guys hook it up and share it. And that's so cool. It grows the audience and the awareness for all I need and skateboarding and all the cool stuff. So, I love you guys. Enjoy. Alright, I'm calling. Bear with me, people. Hey, Jay. Hey, what's up? Should I use the video? Yeah, yeah, I don't record the video, but, um, if you just hit, if you just hit the microphone in the bottom left hand, or the middle left side, we should be able to see each other. Okay, so I guess call me back. Or no, wait. What do I do? If you go to the bottom of your Skype Skype screen, and then you'll see four little icons, you'll click on the little camera one. The camera one has a line through it, like it's X'd out. Can you? Hold on. Yeah, that's... There you go. It's a little dark, though. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Would you have something covering up? What's up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, I do a lot of sketchy shit. <laughs> That's crazy. I never really believed that they could, like, 
I mean, I get it makes sense. They might be able to use the camera to watch us if we're using it. I don't really. I just like. I'm just. I'm just trying to be safe. Yeah, I like that. That's practical. All right, man. How's it going? Good, good. Are we starting? Um, yeah, I'm recording. I can edit it, whatever, but, um... Right. Is this the first time you've been on a podcast? Uh, yeah, this is the first. A lot of people, um... A lot of people have, like, kind of hit me up to do one, but then I don't think they, like... There's no... They haven't really followed through. Like, a lot, like some people are like, I want to start doing one. Um, but then they... Whatever. They just don't... You know, they just don't have time, or they don't get around to it, or whatever. Yeah. This, yeah, this is the first one I've ever done, like, for reals. Wow, that's sick. I'm pretty hyped that it's on my show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. what's all the... podcast, Cherry. Yeah, that was... That's dirty, but I'll take it. <laughs> Where do we... Are? are we in your office? Yeah, this is, like... Yeah, this is my office. Like, just the second bedroom in, in my apartment. Sick. And you're not... You're out in California, right? Yeah, I live in LA. I live in uh, Hollywood, like West Hollywood area. You're from there? No, I'm from San Jose. I'm from Northern California, like uh, San Jose is like an hour south of San Francisco. Yeah, I think I've been there. You guys have that square rail that you skate in um, a lot of the tilt mode videos and stuff. Is that up in that area? You mean the, the square rail on the on the hubba? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called Quimby. Uh, yeah, we've been going there for fucking uh, eons. Is that still skatable? Yeah. No shit. Are you? Yeah, I actually, I actually like, I think I like, I think I went there one day. But still living in San Jose, and I was like, I've been coming here for like twenty years. I gotta, I gotta San Jose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, I'm fucking going to this spot for like a million years. You know, you just end up at the same spots and shit, like in your hometown, and you're like. Yeah. I remember, like, specifically, I was at that spot, like, I can't believe we're here right now. I gotta get out of this town. <laughs> Alright, before we before we get into the podcast, you smoking a cigarette? Yeah. What kind of cigarette? These are American spirits. Oh, uh, so, those, those aren't a bad, like, Susky used to smoke those. Those, those don't have all the additives, right? I mean, kind that's of. what they say, but I don't really, like, that's not, like, why I smoke <laughs> Yeah, I always ask about. I always ask about it because uh, my new theory is like cigarettes is kind of like coffee with like cream and sugar. Like, cause people vape now, right? Like vaporize and they just get like the nicotine without all the like chemicals. And I drink coffee black, so I don't have all the sugar and cream. So it seems like a cigarette is basically like got the cream and sugar in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I definitely. Yeah, I drink coffee black too. Cigarettes are just flat out disgusting and stupid. I literally gotta stop. But it's like so nice. <laughs> it's nice. It just feels nice to just smoke a cigarette sometimes. I definitely cut back, but like, you know, I was. I think it sucks because like kids always see us smoking. There's always photos of us smoking, and like, I think it's just like bad, you know? Yeah. It's tough. But like, if someone like takes my photo, I try to like not be smoking. <laughs> It's just so funny. I think, like, getting older, you're just like, oh, shit, like, this is bad. Yeah. So, like, when you're young. Just keep constantly smoking. 
Yeah, when you're young, you don't really give a fuck. You just, like, do it. Like, I did it, and then I just kept doing it. I was like, I don't give a fuck. When you're young, you think life's going to be forever or nothing matters. And then as you get older, imagine if you had a kid, like, what you'd think of smoking. Even though I want to ten times more with a kid, I would have to play. I would have to chill out. Have you ever have you ever thought about having a kid? Like seriously thought about it? Not seriously. I've like seriously almost had a kid, so I had to like seriously think about it then. But then like yeah, like people ask me all the time because I just got I got married and like so like naturally that's like the next question everybody asks you and um I'm not me and my wife are just like I don't know, like whatever. Like we don't really care. Like right now, like we want to do our shit, and it's like not really. We're I don't know. We're not planning on it. I'm on the same. I'm on the same program. Me and my lady are on the same program. She pole dances, like she competes and does all this stuff and travels, and then I do the skateboarding stuff. So and people always do the same shit to us. They like pressure us. Like you gonna have a kid? When you having kid? Like like I don't know. Like it's a lot of money and work. Yeah, ba- the babysitting club where you're just like, that's your life as the kid. <laughs> so that's a, um, I did want to start at the beginning and I like to jump around. My podcast is super sporadic, but, um, let's start at the beginning. We were talking earlier a little bit about how you found your first board. You said you had, uh, two stories. Okay. So the first story, the first story is like, um, I was probably, I was probably like eight or something and my neighbor, was coincidentally named Mark Johnson, and he gave me a board with like ninjas, like a Toys R Us He just gave it to me, and I like rebut board and stuff, but I was totally like not interested in it. Um, I was like too young. So, uh, like whatever, it just sat in the garage. Like I just didn't care about it. And then like, and I just got into all this other stuff, like comic books, video games, BMX, like normal kid shit. Um, and then when I was probably around 11, I started, like, seeing kids, like, well, they weren't kids to me. They were, like, old people, but they were, like, 16 in my neighborhood. And, you know, this is during, like, this is in 92, so this is during, like, big pants, small wheels, like, goofy boy stage of skating. And I, I thought it was, like, really cool. I was like, wow, look at those, look at those guys. They look so awesome. And so I wanted to start skating. Not because of the skating, but more because these kids kind of just had this look or this, like, vibe that I liked. And then, uh, so I went to my parents, and I was like, I want a skateboard. And it was, like, almost Christmas. And they were just like, you know what, you're, like, in and out of so much shit. Like, you're going to play with it for two weeks, and then that's going to be it. It's going to be such a waste of money. But I convinced them to do it, and then uh, we went to the skate shop, and then my dad, like, we found out how much a complete was. I think at the time it was like probably like $110. which is like a lot of money. Yeah. And my dad was just like, no way. Like that's too much. And, and what's so funny is what he suggested was, we should go, we should go, we should buy a skateboard magazine and order a cheap one out of the back. <laughs> and I was like, that kind of sucks, but all right, I'll take what I can get. And then, uh, so we went to the local Safeway. There was a Thrasher. It was, the, it was a uh, Javante heel flipping at EMB, and, uh, like, the old industry boards with, the, like, the, you know, just the black, they, just the teeth and the eyes, the black board. Yeah. First magazine I ever got, went to the back, it was, uh, it was an ad for, it was an ad 
uh, a California Skate Express meal order ad, and it was a Santa Cruz Eversleep Complete, 80 bucks, and I was like, all right, let's do this one. Came in the mail, and that's how I started skateboarding. Damn. All right, I got a question. We got to backtrack a little. When you, Mark Johnson was your neighbor, did you know, like, how, how old was he, like, and how old were you then? Okay, so at the time, I was probably roughly eight, and he was probably, let's see, he was probably, like, 14. Oh, okay. Damn. And he was just your neighbor, and you, did you know who he was from any, like, you didn't really skate, so did you know you were next to Mark Johnson? No, no, no. It's just a guy named Mark Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what you said coincidentally. <laughs> I thought you were being, like, ironic or something. No, 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 I think, yeah, it was just a guy named Mark Johnson, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> All right, well, that clears it up. That clears it up. Yeah, yeah, I think you How did you, well, I don't want to jump that far ahead. We'll get to Mark in a little bit. So you get the board, and that's pretty sick that your parents, like, compromised or, like, found a way and worked with you to get a board, because 110 bucks is expensive as shit, and, like, if your kid is, like, into all the stuff you're into, like, they spend 110 bucks, seems crazy. But that's cool that they worked with you on the on that. Um, Where did you go from that? How did you figure out about, like, magazines and skating and actual Aldi's and stuff? Okay, so, um, like, my, uh, my friend at the time, he also got a skateboard for Christmas that year, I think, like, Christmas 92. And uh, we didn't know anything. Like, we were so just, like, knew nothing. And, uh... We, uh, I don't know, we, we had kind of a funny experience the day after Christmas, so December 26th, we went to local high school to, like, try and, like, skate, and there was this red curb there, like, a double-sided red curb, and we knew that was a skate spot because we saw skaters there, so we went there, and, um, we saw all these skaters rolling up from far away, and it was, like, really scary, we were like, oh, are these guys gonna, like, beat us up? They were, like, scary-looking, you know? and it turns out, um, well, before I tell you who it was, like, they came up to me and they were like, oh, can I try your board? Actually, my friend's board, because my friend had a plan B board, and, uh, like, a brick car plan B board, and he's like, let me see your board, and he, like, did a ollie on it, and it was, like, probably, like, a knee-high ollie, just, like, whatever, he was testing it out, and we were so, like, just, like, oh, my God, you know, we were so just, like, insanely impressed, or whatever, and then and they just took off. And this guy had a cast on his arm, he was, he was like scary bald, like whatever. The next month, or like maybe like a couple issues later, Thrasher, it was like a Henry Sanchez cover where it was like Thrasher in the American flag font, and like, um, Solomon Agat was at the skate park doing Ollie, and it was that dude. We were like, that's the dude who fucking did Ollie on your board. No fucking way. Yeah, so the day after we started skating, we met Solomon Agat, and he like did Ollie on my friend's board. The fucking original Switch God. What's that? He's the original Switch God. The original Switch God, that's right. <laughs> the original Switch God did, uh, did all on my friend's board. And, um, but anyways, to answer your question, and, like, learning about skating was kind of slow, because at the time, like, there were only magazines, and then, uh, like, I didn't really even know about videos, you know, I didn't know at all. And going to the skate shop was, like, really scary. Like, yeah. we didn't like doing that. Like, at the time... You know, like, skate shop people, or I realized that, like, skate shop people, like, people who work at skate shops, they're just, like, 
comic book guys. They're just like guys who work at photo stores. They're just like specialized jerks, you know? So like they know all about this thing that you don't know anything about. So they're like, you know, kind of mean to you. And like, I think like, you know, skaters were kind of like, they were, they were way meaner back then. So it was kind of a scary thing to like explore skating because you didn't want to confront these guys. You didn't want to ask them too many questions or whatever. Anyway, that's how me and my friends were. Yeah, I remember when I was little, I used to go to the skate park called Skaters Island, and there was these, like, gnarly dudes, and I was a little kid, like, just, I was, like, 13, 14, and they were, like, skating so fast, and, like, you know, they were using all this crazy language, and they would, like, they would, like, spit at us, because we'd, like, get in their way, and, like, shit like that, and I was always, like, holy shit, these people are so gnarly, but then, like, a few years go by, and I, like, get to know them, like, they're probably the raddest dudes. But they're so fucking intimidating when you know nothing about that world, you know? Yeah, nowadays the skating is way different. It's it's like, um, it, we got what we wanted, kind of. Like, when you're little, you're like, I want skateboarding to be everywhere. I want everyone to know about skating. And, like, it's so sick. Like, imagine if we could skate in school, you know? And now it's kind of like that. It's, like, at fucking everywhere. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super annoying. It's annoying how kids, they grow up in a world where skateboarding is so embraced and it's so popular and it's so, like, it's just so the opposite of what it was like when we started skating. And I know that's like an old guy point of view, but at the same time, it's it's super weird. I think it like kind of, I don't know, it's a little anti-skateboarding to me, like how it is now. Yeah. You know? Well, think about how many fucking sports, like shoe brands are in skateboarding based around sports. So many, right? Yeah. Pretty, sure. It's crazy, and, it, and it's everywhere, so it's kind of like on that level, for sure. Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear that last part. It's kind of like on a sports level, you know? Like, it's it's big like that, and it's like all these big contests, and it has a mainstream appeal. It's kind of like that in some sense. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's like that. I mean, I mean skateboarding's like, it, it maintains, like, its original kind of attitude, but at the same time, there's another part of it that is, you know, it's like Taco Bell commercials and Street League and, like, now the Olympics, the people talking about the Olympics, and, uh, you know, just shit like that. Um, it's, and, like, energy drinks, like, that's, like, a totally normal thing. Like, I go stay with kids and, you know, they have, like, they're sponsored by energy drinks and they, like, do all this crazy corporate bullshit and that's totally normal to them and that's fine or whatever, but it's such a trip. Yeah. It's so strange. Because <laughs> I, I remember, we're the same age, actually. Well, you're, I think you might be a year older than me, which is crazy. Cause I'm, 30, I'm 34. Yeah, I'm 33. But it's crazy. I I feel a little, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but I, like, watch you in videos and stuff and been a fan. And we're, like, the same age. <laughs> That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm a fan of a lot of people younger than me. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I meet, you know, I meet them and in real life I'm like, oh, I'm like a fan of yours or whatever. And I, I tell them because, you know, I know how, you know, I know how it is. Like when, when people were like, oh yeah, like I'm a fan. I know what you do and how good that felt and how sick that was. So like I try to like kind of like, you know, pass it on to, yes. you know, I come from a time where no one said shit, you know, like no one ever said anything. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I try know. to tell, I try to tell people when I, when I feel a certain way. 
No, that's good. That's healthy. I like that. I try to go out of my way, like, if I'm at, like, a spot where there's tons of people skating, and, and you can tell it's kind of awkward when there's a lot of different crews and stuff. I'll be the one who'll, like, try to clap or, like, make some noise if someone lands a trick, even if I don't know them, just because I'm, like, I want everyone to kind of, like, be in the same, you know, like, not feel awkward or weird, you know? Maybe I, I just kind of like on, on the on the side, you know, like hey, like you know, you know, I think you're pretty awesome. Have you have you ever watched Comic Book Man, the show? Um, is that that Kevin Smith show? Yeah. Uh, I've I've like kind of watched it, but uh, uh, not really. But it's funny that you mentioned that because like I I like it's funny I listen to I I do I watch a lot of comic book stuff. I uh. Like comic book podcast, this one comic book podcast, and like YouTube channels and stuff because uh, it's just sort of like this. I used to be really, really into comics when I was a kid, like before I skated, and so I kind of like it's like that thing that I can go back to, like to feel like a kid, you know? Yeah. And so I've been uh, I like nerd out on that shit a lot. Can you draw? I mean, just doodle and stuff. I actually drew a lot when I was before I started skating. I was like, real, when I was into comic books. I would draw a lot, like I would draw like the characters and come up, come up with my own characters. And then uh, there was a time where I would be really into like, like you know, like role playing games. Yeah. So I was never into role playing games, but I was always into the art. So I would go to like these hobby stores, and they would have all these like role playing games with like, uh, you know, like those crazy like fantasy oil painting type shit. And I would buy those books and like copy those drawings. <laughs> That's something I used to do. Sick. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of lost that skill. I wish I kind of kept it up, but, you know, when you start skating, everything drops off. Like, everything you're into, kind of like, you're just completely uh, just focused on that on one thing, skating. Yeah. How long How long have you been filming <laughs> video parts for? Video parts? Um, I mean, I guess since I was 14, so like a long time. So you've just constantly been filming... Like, since 14 and on? Pretty, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I think, like, 13 and 14, we were, I was always filming, I was, like, filming with my friends, and then we would make, like, sponsor me tapes and stuff, and then from there, it just went straight into being sponsored, and then going pro, and then, like, filming video parts. So I've just been filming video parts, like, my entire life, almost, like, half my life, over half my life. Damn, that's pretty epic, though. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely like a lot of there's like some window there's like some windows of time where like I didn't do shit, but definitely been doing that for since I was about fourteen. Do you have an approach when you're like when it's like hey time we're gonna make the American video? Do you have like a certain approach that you go about starting filming for it, or like are you just always? Um, I think like when I was younger, um, there was no approach. It was just like you were always skating and always filming, um, and it was easy. You just like. Like, you just went skating with your friends, and, like, one guy filmed, and you would just get shit all the time. But I think, like, now, now it's a little different because, like, I'm older, and, like, I kind of, I'm not, like, as good anymore, and, like, I have to, it's way more thoughtful now. Yeah. Now it's, like, you, you know, you have to, like, map out all this shit, and then, like, you have to plan a lot. It's it's, it's way it's way less spontaneous now. Is it, is it not, I don't, is it that you're not, you're probably still getting better. It's not that you're not good. It's probably just like when you're young, you can film anything because it's all new to you. 
So you learn like five tricks in a week and then you have a whole full video part because you find something to film it on. Like now you've been in it for fucking half your life. It's probably like you want to keep doing harder and harder shit. Yeah, I actually, I, I would say that I flat out am not as good anymore, but I have to work <laughs> twice as hard. You know what I mean? Like the, the ideas are all there, but to execute, you know, these ideas takes way more. You know, like when I was a kid, I would just show up at a spot and like, I want to film this, film it, and then never think about it again. Now it's like, you go there, you try it, you go back again, you go back again, like another day. Like it's like this crazy, like process. Um, it's not always like that, but it's more like that. You know? Yeah. Um, my homie wanted me to give you a shout out for doing the, your whole part pretty much switch. Is that, was that because of an injury? Yeah, that was because of, uh, a knee surgery that was like a very like intrusive fucking lame knee surgery and um the recovery time was like a lot of the time that the video was being filmed and I just got on America so people have already been filming before I even got on and that knee surgery was like so lame that uh basically I could, I could only skate switch like to a degree that was worthy of filming, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I could, like, skate normal, sort of, but it just, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything good enough to be in a skate video. So, pretty much just film Switch stuff, and then when, uh, when Minor was editing the video, like, pretty much everything that was, like, worth putting in was either Switch or Nuffley, and that's kind of how, uh, that all came together. It wasn't on purpose, but it, it definitely, like, it gave the, it gave the part, like, a kind of because that part, to me, in my mind, is like, not my best shit. I was, like, pretty disappointed. But when he edited it all to switch stuff, it gave it, like, kind of a, like a different story. Like, kind of like a, you know, just like a, a twist. Like a, a, a thing that, I, to my knowledge, has never been done before. So, you know, kids come up to me all the time. It's like, oh, my God, like, that's so awesome. You put the whole part switch and stuff. And I'm mean, going to have to explain, like, oh, like, that wasn't really, like, what I wanted to do. But that just ended up happening yeah that's awesome though it's kind of unique in that sense and like i don't know you might not have been what you planned for but if people are psyched on it then that's fucking awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean i'm glad i'm glad people were, were, were so all right well if you're gonna say that what what part do you feel you've worked the hardest at and that you're most proud of um i mean i, I mean i guess it would just be that the bag of suck part because it was kind of like it was like at the height of my powers. Like that was definitely like the, the, the time in my life where everything sort of um, lined up, you know, like I wasn't filming any other video parts. It was only that video part. I was 25. I was like healthy. Um, I was like, uh, I was just like on point at that, at that time. So um, that's probably the part that I would probably say like, I'm like proud of that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, like, that's kind of the only one that I would actually say that about. Like, I'm proud of that part because, you know, everyone, you know how it is. Like, you film a video part and, like, it's just, they're never done. You know what I mean? But that one was done. That one was just, like, I did everything I could possibly do there. That's sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, still searching for one like that. Like, I have one that I'm, like, <laughs> pretty proud of, but it's not, like, I feel like if you could, if I could get one where I'm like, yes, I had all the time I wanted, I was healthy, and like, you just got it all out, like, that would feel really sick. Yeah, I mean, like, 
the thing about skating is that you know so much of it is about timing, the time in your life, injuries, sponsors. Like uh, it's it's fucking crazy, man. Like because uh, you could be you could be at like I was just talking to my friend the other day about people that were at their peak. We were trying to like talk about people at their peak, but um, sometimes people at their peak they don't have a video part to film for, you know, or like it's like they have a bunch of video parts and so it's all spread out. So sometimes you just have to be lucky. There's one project, you're at your best, and then, you know, you do it. Yeah. So. Have you, all right, to get off track a little, but uh, have you ever had like a nine to five job? No, I've, I've, I'm, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but yeah, I've never had a job. That's an achievement, dude, not embarrassing. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but yeah, it, like every, you know, everyone, you know, we're, everyone else has that conversation like, oh my God, what was the worst job you've ever had? And I'm just, I don't say anything. Well, you definitely, you definitely have worked before. You work on your skateboard, so that's like, you can tell you put work in. Like, you had a pretty gnarly slam section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, Skateboarding is fucking hard, that's for sure. But never had a nine to five. That's cool. Well, if you if you have you come close, like during a pro career at all, has there ever been moments where you're like, I don't I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen? I mean there's definitely been times there's definitely been years that I've just been like, What the fuck is gonna happen? I don't know. Like I don't know if this is what I'm gonna do anymore. Especially after injuries and surgeries, you just are so psychologically damage from those things that you're just like, do I even want to do this anymore? Yeah. And I've thought about like, should I just move on? But then like things kind of line up where, you know, you know like something inspirational happened to you. Yeah. You know, like you'll get a new sponsor or something. Like for example, like when I started writing for chocolate, like it was like a it was like a it was like a re like invigoration. You know what I mean? Like where like at the, before that I was just kind of depressed about skating, like, I was, you know, because skating takes so much inspiration, and then, like, I didn't have it, but when I, when that happened, uh, it was like, I was, like, alive again, you know, so, and then the American video part, like, started to, uh, the one I'm working on now, like, uh, that started to roll, so that was, like, another thing where I had, like, a goal, and that was, that kind of helped me, like, be happy again. Yeah, it's nice when you have a project or you have something you're working towards because that feeling of working is, like, really cool. You're like, I want to try to put my efforts into it and see the results. And that's, like, when you get that in skating, like, a video part is very... When someone's like, you're going to have a video part in this video, and you're like, damn, I got to be a part of that? That's so in inspiring. Yeah, for sure. totally, man. Like, yeah, you're going to be in a video with, like, Andrew Reynolds and Brian Herman, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to fucking try as hard as I can to do that like hell yeah so do you have so a that now's, good, now's like a good time where I'm like you know just have a goal focused all that crap you have it's made too right that's what you're working towards yeah when's that gonna drop I, I think like um in the fall like October November ish September October November something like that who's coming who's gonna have parts in that one so it's gonna be Andrew, Herman, Spanky, Biggie, and myself, and then like everyone else will be in the video. You know, kind of like they'll just be in there. Um, everyone on the team will be in the video, but those guys, those guys will have um, like parts. 
Yeah, it seemed like the first one, um, yeah, they're kind of sectioned it off a little bit, which is sick. Yeah, it's cooler. It's, it's better, it's better for now. Like, nowadays, you can't, like, it's, it's hard to make, like, the five-year video, you know, like, the fully flared, or, like, the whatever, like, or, it's like, you know, it, you can't spend that much time on videos anymore, so to, to split up is, uh, it's just better, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, dealing with an entire team of skaters is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it's nice to have, like, that many dudes that can film full parts where you're like, all right, it's your three turn, and then we'll pick up when you're done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's it. All right, well, let's transition into, like, social media and stuff, because you're kind of touching it, touching on it a little bit with the video right there. Like, how do you feel about the direction of skateboarding and social media, and, like, how's it changed since, you know, when you were growing up? Like, I guess, like, what it takes to be a pro. Okay, well, the first thing that it does is it speeds up progression, definitely, like 100%. Like when I was, like when you were, when we were young or whatever, um, you had no idea what my girl was doing until like three years later or whatever, two years or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you didn't know what was possible. Now you know what's possible in immediately. So, um, I think that speeds up progression because when you when you let kids know what's possible, they're gonna they're gonna take that and they're gonna like they're gonna up it a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's like one that's like the major side effect of, of like what it is now with the internet and all that stuff. And you know, everyone has asked everyone has a fucking camera in their hand and can instantly put it and show the world. You know, so democracy like definitely the the major side effect. Yeah, it's like democracy. Uh, it's liberating. Like anyone. Yeah, can do. It, it puts it puts all the, the power of um, showing all this stuff in the hands of everyone, which is also a bad thing. Like it's also um, like it's it's negative in a lot of ways too. Yeah. So overall, do you think it's like a better approach? Um. There's. There's. I, I don't know if it's better. I guess it's just, it's just what it, it's just what it is now. There's, there's, you know, you can't really like, if you, if you want to do it the old way, I, I kind of do it the old way because like, I don't post stuff on Instagram really. And I don't really like do web stuff. I like try to like not do that stuff yeah. as much as possible. Anything like stuff that I think like is good or any, anyway. And so, um, what was I saying? I kind of mixed up there, but, uh, like, well, you're saying, like, you kind of do it the old way, like, you do video parts, you're still in magazines, like, and you don't really, you're not really going so hard at social media and all that stuff. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't feel any pressure to, like, put stuff out there all the time on, like, Instagram or whatever, like, kids come up to me and, you know, they're like, like, do you, like, do you still skate? Like, do you, you know, they think I'm dead, basically, because I don't. <laughs> Skating, you know, like, oh, you're still alive. That's great. Um, do you still skate? But you know, because because <laughs> I like to do it the way where you 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 kind of like keep shit secret, you know, and like and then you know when it's time to show everything, that's that's just how I do it, and I think that's it's kind of like the classical way of you know showing skateboarding as opposed to just like putting things out all the time, like little tidbits and stuff. Like, I don't really like doing it that way. Yeah. I just think it's kind of like, I don't know. I think it's just better the old way yeah. to me. You know, it's more impactful. It's more of a like, 
you know, you build this story, you work so hard, and I think that really shows in the end, you know, as opposed to just, you know, filming some bullshit at a skate park and, and posting it on Instagram, like, every Monday at 11 a.m., you know? Well, it's funny, it kind of makes me think of, like, kind of like 10 years ago, when dudes would skate contests a lot, it would kind of, like, commercialize their skating, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain dudes that did so many contests, like, you know all his tricks and everything, and then, like, his street part, you kind of know what's coming, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. You know, like, I don't know, there's even stuff that, like, I am doing lately that I don't want photographers there. I don't, you know, I just do it because I just want, because you know how it is, like, you, there's, you go out with the film or you go to a photographer and then the photos come out and like everyone kind of knows what you're doing. And when we, when it comes time to the video part, they kind of, there's no surprises. And I think it's nice when there's surprises. You know, you go to a video, you go to a video premiere or you like watch a video for the first time and you're like, you know, when there's surprises, when there's things that you didn't see coming, like that's, that's such a cool feeling. And I try to keep, I, I want to like consciously keep that alive, you know, like by not you know, blowing it out, you know. That's cool. I like it. I like that approach. You kind of remind me of my friend, Corey Goonins. He's kind of similar approach. He's just kind of like wants to do his own thing. And then when he wants to share something, he'll share it. But like, it's just on his own terms. Yeah. It's, it's nice to do things on your own terms as opposed to like a company being like, okay, you need X amount of things this month. You need to post this shit. Like companies are always trying to get you to like, advertise for them you know and i feel like that's not really my job just because of this invention of instagram and like all this stuff like that doesn't mean that like i have to do it you know they they make they, they kind of try and they, they don't force you but they really um they really like try to encourage you to to do that and it's just like the standard now because like you know Trevor Colden will like post a photo of his shoes and his board like every week, you know, and they see that and they're like, oh, like that's so good for us. Like everyone should do that. We should get Jerry to do it. We should get Spangy to do it. We should get all the, you know what I mean? And it just becomes standard, you know, like what, and that's how it is with skating. Like people just do shit and it becomes standard, you know, and that just becomes industry standard, you know, like, and I just think it doesn't have to always be that way. Like we should be able to control ourselves. Yeah, 100%. That's actually half the reason why I did the podcast was because I was like, if I do a podcast and I'm just myself and I have on other people that are cool, then like no one could ever really like market me except for myself. They, like people that want to work with me would have to like me for me. Like I don't have to fit in the box because like that's why I did the podcast. So I was like, maybe I, half the reason because I was like, I just want to talk and like be me instead of trying to portray some like image or whatever, you know, you can just kind of be authentically you. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I think that's, like, such a big part of skating is, like, authenticity and individualism, you know, like, and you know, going that other route, kind of, you know, you just relinquish so much of yourself, all your control, all of your, like, uh, your personality, your, you know, everything that's yours, you just give it up to companies, you know, who... You know, they just want to make money off you. And, you know, like, board companies and shoe companies, that's one thing. But then once you get into, like, the whole realm of, like, Mountain Dew and, like, all that shit, like, you, you know, you really, you really, you're getting, you're getting all this money and that's great, but you're, you're giving up a lot. The cost to yourself is, like, really high. 
Yeah. If it's not owned by skaters and it's like someone who doesn't understand the heartbeat of skating and they like are telling you what to do, then you're fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, like I have friends who ride for those have like Mountain Dew type companies and they they straight up tell them they try to tell them what to do, what kind of tricks, what kind of spots, or like you know, we need we need like this amount of footage every month and it's just like what? Like why? Like I would I would never do anything like that. Like yeah, I would, I would have to be in pretty bad shape. <laughs> All right, have you ever entered a contest? Yeah, I got 78th place, Tampa Am, 1998, probably. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Did you it's, have a... That was, that was a funny year. There was, like, so many, like, like people that were going to become, like, superstars at that at that contest. Like, like Chris Cole, Dustin Dolan. There was, like, all these people there that were, like at the beginning of their skate careers. Like, Chris Cole was there in, like, these insane cargos, doing insane, like, squish muska flips, and just doing all this, like, crazy, you know, he just, it's so funny. He came up to me at that contest, and he didn't know me. He was just like, man, isn't this crazy? This is great, huh? Like, wow, look, look where we are. He was just so, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Like, he was just, <laughs> I'll always remember that. And, like, look at him now. He's, like, just an insane superstar. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's so crazy. 70, 78th place, dude. Did they give you a ribbon for that or anything? You get nothing, huh? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think I won one contest when I was younger. It was like a smaller, like, shop contest, and I actually won, and I was so fucking excited. And then, like, I've always done horrible since that. Since I hit the, the top of the mountain in my first place in the shop thing, and I just always did horrible afterwards. <laughs> yeah, not that's not my thing. I, I realized that pretty early on, and I think I was like always to, like trying really hard to not <clears throat> to not be in contests. Like I would work super hard, like doing other shit, like video parts or like whatever, being in magazines. So I could time to do my run. Like I always choke, my legs turn to jello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in practice, like. I could be skating the best I've ever skated in my life, but as soon as they call my name, it's quiet. And like, <laughs> how much? How much money? How much money would it take to get you in the street league? Is there a dollar sign? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm pretty good at turning down money. Damn, <laughs> so like, I don't think there's really a dollar amount. I remember one time I wrote for CCS, the the, the mail order company, or whatever, and. I was in a battle of the barracks and they wanted me to wear a CCS t-shirt and they were like, how much will, is it, how much will it take? Like, how much money to wear the shirt? And I'll just, I, I like, they just replaced me. Uh, did you win? You won your game then? Yeah, I won against uh, Kenny Anderson. He brings it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you beat Kenny, hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's probably a pretty good game to skate. You both have really good styles. That was probably fun to watch. I'm going to go find it. Is it online? Yeah, it's, I think they're all online. I'm gonna film it. I'm gonna film it and text Kenny the video, like the trick when you won. Like, what'd you beat him on? Did you get the storm flip or? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't have to pull that one out. Damn. That, one, that one's like, yeah, that one's like a, that one's, uh, I would have to be pretty desperate to pull that one out. Like deep in the bag of tricks, you whip out that, that one's one. like the last one I'll pull out. Do you have other ones like that that you would whip out in a game of skate? Not really, because like, I, I try, I mean, I don't really play skate with people that, if, where it gets to that dirty level. 
Yeah. You know, like, or I guess in like pressure flip, like flip all that stuff. Except Atiba. Atiba plays really dirty. <laughs> Atiba will pull out some like crazy pressure flip shit that you're just like, what? Like, like <laughs> Damn, sick. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, I got a little list here that I wrote down, and it's kind of all your sponsors through the years. Like, I, I want to kind of know where you first got sponsored. Was it a skate shop, or was it a board brand? It was a skate shop. It was called uh, NC Skate Shop. Oh, yes, uh, I've heard of this. Yeah, they, they made videos. They made a video before. Did Kenny Hughes ride for NC? Uh, no, I think he's just from NC. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where it is. <laughs> yeah, it was this shop, like, for Sean. Paul Sharp, Mark Johnson, uh, uh, and a bunch of like local guys. Hell yeah. Like, Sean and Dolly, all the, like San Jose guys. Damn, Sean and Dolly. All those dudes are so good. Paul Sharp, so sick. Yeah, those guys are all awesome. Yeah, I was watching all you guys in, uh, four and ones in the middle of winter out here in, in Massachusetts, and I was watching you guys fucking kill it, wishing I could skate. I was in my basement, like, my friend's basement, like, breaking his mom's dryer, cause I'm trying kickflips into it, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're lucky up here. I was just—I actually listened to your the part of your the one with Manu, and you guys were talking about like LA versus East Coast, and like you know, just it's seventy degrees here every fucking day. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange when you're in like perfect weather. You don't have like a sense of time, or like you don't have the seasons. Like when we, when I have seasons. It's like when the weather's getting shitty, you just know it. You appreciate the like moments. Like I like that fluctuation in time. Do you, do you ever miss it? Like you you live in New York for a little bit. Um, I actually never really lived in New York, but it's uh, but people always think that I did. And uh, people actually the other day, someone just came up to me and was talking to me like I lived there and stuff. And I had to explain that I I just went there so much and hung out there so much, so I think it just seemed like I lived there. But I mean, I I spent like summers there and then I I spent a few like New Year's and stuff and that but I mean you know California kids we're we're soft like you know like we go out there and we don't like it I mean in general you know and I'm one of those people where like I just I just want to stay out here you know it's so it's you guys are you guys are tough I'm not mad at I'm not mad at it so like Whenever I go to Cali, I'm always like, these spots are so good and the ground's so good. I'm like, I get it. It's like paradise for sure. You know? Yeah. I don't know anything else. You know, I, 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 I've never lived in a place for a long time that had seasons like, uh, like East Coast, you know? Yeah. I like it. I like it because our spots are always changing. Like after the winters, they kind of have to rebuild the cities and the sidewalks and shit because like plows are just fucking shit up and like, so, like, every summer and, like, every spring and summer, it's, like, you go back into the cities and there's, like, new spots and people lurking around and, like, I don't know. It helps change the terrain out here. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, seeing other different skaters out there, they're different. You know, it's awesome. I, I have a lot of respect, but definitely. Why were you in New York so much? Were you skating or were you had a girlfriend or something? No, I just, like, I was just out there. It was kind of during a time in my life where I didn't skate that much, and we would just go out there and hang out. I mean, we would skate, too, but, like, um, it was mostly because I didn't really have that much shit to do, and I had a lot of friends there, and it was just, like, a fun time. Um, so New York was just a time in my life where I just didn't really have that much shit going on skate-wise, and, you know, it was just, it was just fun, fun to be out there. There was always some excuse to go there, you know? 
Yeah, New York, New York, especially. There's so much shit going on. Yeah, it's cool. Like going in the city, you can meet so many different types of people from all over the world. It's insane. You said you're married. How long have you been married for? Almost two years. Damn, sick. How long have you known your lady for? What's that? How long have you known your lady for? Uh, since 2009. I, I knew her for a while before we started dating and got married. So, I think like 2010 we started dating. Sick. And then four years later we got married. That's right. Oh, I wanted to ask you earlier, did you get good grades in school? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, my uh, my parents are, like, they were kind of, like, uh, they're really cool, but they were, they're, they have, like, you know, just, they have, like, you know, classic, like, Asian parent, um, uh, like, values, you know, so school was, like, insanely important, and uh, I got, I did get good grades, like, pretty much. What are we like, talking, what are we talking, Jerry? What are we talking? We're talking, <laughs> we're talking like, A's and B's, like. Uh, like I would get in a lot of trouble if I got like C's, and sometimes I got I think like once I got a D or something. I got in a lot of trouble, but school was a big fucking deal when I was growing up. Did you enjoy? But, did you like school? Did you like actual work and stuff? No, I didn't like it. I mean, like I, I I'm not very academic, you know. I I mean, I always was interested in like art, and then like skating after that, and and like. Doing good at school was just sort of something I had to do in order to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And you know, like when I was when I was like when I first started skating, I couldn't I couldn't go skate after school. I'd have to go home and like do homework, and I'd have to do like extra work. Like my mom would make me do like SAT prep workbooks and stuff. It was gnarly. Like I I I didn't have like the type of um like freedom a lot of my friends had. Sucked. Are your parents from here? They're from Taiwan, and they moved here when they were um, in like their mid twenties to go to college, and they met here, and then uh, so they they grew up they grew up in Taiwan. They grew up in a different country. Do they have do they have pride in America? Because I guess they moved here. Are they like stoked on the idea of it? No, they love it. They're like so Americanized. They definitely couldn't really like show how much how Americanized they become when we were growing up. You know, they had to kind of, like, in order to, like, control us, they had to, you know, not let us know, like, how stoked they were about stuff. You know what I mean? They, you know how it is with parents. Like, once you become an adult, you're like, oh, yeah, you're actually pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that's how it was with them anyways. But, uh, yeah, like, now they're totally Americanized. Like, they still, you know, they're still very much a part of their culture they grew up in. But, like, my dad, like, I'll go home and, try to practice Chinese and talk to him in Chinese, but he just responds to me in English. So. <laughs> Sick. That's cool. Yeah, I was wondering, because I'm like, I don't know. I never really had much pride for America. I don't, not that I disliked it either, but I never was like, America, fuck yeah, you know? Like, I was always just kind of like, I live in, like, Massachusetts, and I see, like, the issues that America has, so a lot of times I'm, like, hard on it. I'm like, damn, we could be better at this and that and this. I was wondering, like, coming from another country, they probably had a different perspective. I know a lot of people come to this country, like, because of the opportunity. And I wonder if that's why they were making you work hard in school, because maybe you had a better situation or opportunity here in America than you did back there. I'm guessing that's why they moved. I mean, they moved, they, they moved here for opportunity, but, um, so definitely have a lot of respect for what this life has to offer. But, like, as far as, like, patriotism goes, I think they just have kind of, like, a... 
know, they have a general appreciation for, you know, what it's like here. Because, you know, Taiwan is a democracy, but it's next door to China, which is like a completely different story. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I mean, you know, like having dissent towards our government, that's like part of being American, you know, that's like part of the beauty of like living here. So you can say whatever you want and, you know what I mean? And not like be executed. So, um, you know, they have the, they have that vibe and they, they sort of just taught me that like through osmosis, like, you know what I mean? Like appreciate where you are. Definitely like a threat. When I was a kid, if I was like getting a lot of trouble, was we're going to move back to Taiwan. And I was like a huge threat and like definitely scary to me. Yeah. They were like, there's no skateboarding there, Jerry. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would definitely behave and I would get good grades for sure. Yeah. Um, and I knew it was just a matter of time because, like, being young and, like, sponsored and stuff, I knew it was just, like, a matter of time before I, like, got money and, like, get out of there and, like, do whatever I wanted. Yeah. So it was just, like, kind of like, I was just, like, biding my time, you know, I was just, like, waiting. How'd you, how'd you go from a shop sponsor to your first, like, sponsor that paid you, I guess? Well, my first sponsor that paid me was Maple Skateboards, and that was because Mark Johnson wrote for Maple, and he wrote for the shop that I started writing for, and we became friends and skated together, and he, like, basically got me on. He's got me on, like, every board sponsor I've ever had. Good friend. Um, <laughs> what's that? Good friend to have. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been, uh, very important to me. So, uh, that's how it happened. It's funny, like, um, when you met Mark Johnson, was he already Mark Johnson? Like, he was he already killing it? And like, well, it was uh, it was before Seven Steps to Heaven, but he um, he was definitely like a he was he was pro and he was killing it. Um, but I don't think the world really knew yet, like like what he was. You know, it was still he early was, in his career, I guess. Yeah, he was still just that guy, like, white shirt and khakis at the contest. Fuck yeah. You know? like, but after that video came out, um, I think he really, like, really became, like, what he is, you know? Like, a just, Mark, he became Mark Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Mark. He was on the show, actually, and people loved it. Like, I was always a fan of Mark Johnson because... He had, obviously, his skating, you know, like, his style and stuff. But more than that, he would have things in videos, like, when he was, like, talking. He showed intellectualism, you know? And I always kind of, like, like that about... It made him different, you know what I mean, at that time? Yeah, for sure, yeah. He's, yeah, he's like, extremely intelligent. Yeah, um, he was fun. Has, he has something to say. Definitely. Sick. Do you feel like rubbed off on you at all? Um, yeah, I mean, like, definitely, because he was, he was kind of, like, the guy who introduced me to, like, being a pro skater. You know, like, you have, you have these people that, you know, like, like, like a mentor, kind of, where they kind of, like, they warn you about stuff, they explain things to you, they give you advice, they, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mark is kind of, like, a, like, I think people would definitely describe him as someone that's, like, uh, I hate using this with like an old soul where like he like knows he just he's like wise you know what I mean yeah. so he had a lot to and, and I was just sort of like a, a person I think he could he could uh, you know I was like a guy he could tell that stuff to you know I was like a kid I was a fresh camp like a white canvas yeah. and he could just be like you know what like this is what sucks this is what doesn't suck like appreciate this and you know all that crap so it definitely rubbed off on me where I you know, I could, I could have come up, you know, around, like, people that 
took skateboarding for granted and, you know, been like a shitty guy, you know, but I, I grew up with him. So I had this kind of, you know, like skeptical, but, um, but appreciative at the same time. Yeah. Um, what I like about Mark is you can tell he's an overthinker. Like, me and him got along pretty good because I think a lot, too. Almost to a fault. Like, it almost kills me sometimes. Like, I need to, like, not think, you know? But uh he definitely puts a lot of thought into things, you know? And he just keeps thinking it. it like, you can tell by the way he words things. Like, he's, he's thought about these deep con, um, concepts long before anyone asked him, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's ready. <laughs> That's cool. That's... That takes a certain type of thing. Like, you gotta have a little fire in you that makes you want to keep thinking about things and exploring and growing and expanding. And, like, people get lazy as they get older, too, I realize. Like, I worry that I'm just gonna, like, work until I'm done, until I'm dead, basically. <laughs> it's crazy. What do you, what do you do for downtime? Do you, do you, I mean, you hang with your lady. Do you have any pets? I have a cat. What's it? Like, it was her cat. Um, uh, I'm like, I'm like the stepdad. Oh, sick. What's the cat's name? <laughs> that's a that's a funny story because the cat's name is Jerry, and <laughs> that's uh, another coincidence because her she lived in a house with a bunch of guys, and she got this kitten, and she wanted to name it something like cute or whatever, and then they just all started calling it Jerry, like from Seinfeld, like little Jerry. Oh, sick. That's kind of how the cat got named and to her dismay, but like it stuck, and and so it's funny because when we met. And, like start hanging out and stuff. It's like, oh, that's my cat, Jerry. And then, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, are you stalking me? Are you stalking me? Those <laughs> days there a lot of confusion when she's yelling at Jerry, and you're like, what? I'm fucking just yeah, all, all the time because that cat is always getting into some mischief. So uh, you know, I always think she's yelling at me. All right, uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to ask him if I'm going to puss out, and I don't even know why. I have like weird shit like that all the time, but um. Have you ever, do you, first two, two part, have you ever done any psychedelics and do you smoke weed at all? Um, yeah, I smoke weed, uh, at night, like never in the day, uh, mm. unless I'm like not skating. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how people do it. They just like, they smoke, they smoke weed to get psyched and like, I, I can't do that. I get, I smoke weed to like chill and then psychedelics. Yeah. Like, uh, mushrooms, acid. I did DMT once which was awesome. Um, and I think that as far as psychedelics go, that's about it. Mushrooms, acid, DMT. Yeah. I've never tried, I've never tried any psychedelics, but uh, I've always wanted to. Yeah, you should try it. It's awesome. I'm kind of scared. I'm not going to front. Not that you're not going to have fun. I mean, there's a chance you're not going to have fun, but there's a chance you're going to have like the most fun ever. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Just, the chances that you're going to have the most fun ever are like definitely outweigh like, not having fun. And even if you don't have fun the first time, just try again. If I start, where should I start? Mushrooms? That's what I keep thinking. Start mushrooms. Mushrooms are like, uh, it's like, it's like the weed of psychedelics. It's where you start. Okay, cool. Is, am I too old? That's what I worry. I'm 33 now, and I'm like, am I going to be that dude? Or, like, am I going to turn into, like, the dude that I'm, I'm going to draw peace signs on my jeans or something? Well, I'm not a doctor, but I don't, I don't think it's too late. <laughs> Sick. Oh, um, Manute wanted me, well, he didn't want me to, but he gave me a piece of, a golden nugget. If it's true, he, he told me that your parents had something to do with porn and TVs and hotels and stuff. Is that bullshit? Oh, no, that, that's, that's a, that's a funny, that's a giant computer in the basement. And it's just like, 
it sends all the movies to each room and my parents build those computers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I went to their work one time and there was this room that was just filled with TVs, like everywhere. And then there was like people watching movies and there was like code going on and stuff. And I was like, what's going on here? And my mom was just like, Oh, well, uh, we have people, you know, when we code the movies, when we, when we digitize them, we need people to watch the movies from start to finish to make sure there's no problems, no glitches, no whatever. And then, like, me being, like, an experienced porn watcher in hotels was just like, well, what about adult movies? And my mom was just like, well, we got a guy for that. <laughs> so they had, a guy, they had a guy, like, watch porn start to finish to make sure there was no problems. Bring then, Bob in. Bring Bob in. Bring him yeah, in. Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring in Seth. We need him around. But, like, um, yeah, so that's what that. That's what Manu's referring to. That's so, amazing. That story. <laughs> but they're retired now, so they don't do that anymore. They're they're out of the porn business. Oh, that's good, good. That's not the family business. That's good. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, what the... the is it... It's Sue. Jerry Sue, right? Okay, I want to make sure I pronounce that right. The Sue family business is the porn industry. Like, that's your field. <laughs> You're, you're going to inherit a lot of porn wealth once uh, you come into it. Um, were your parents as engineers? Were they always on computers? Yeah. Like focused, like working and stuff? Yeah. They had, they had like a little station. They had their own computers and they just were always doing work for us. Crazy. Yeah, I see people at the skate park, they'll bring their kids and I'll do skateboard lessons for an hour and then they'll go on their computers and they're usually like programmers and they're just like zoned in. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and they, they just give me their kid and I teach them how to balance. Yeah, totally. That's I, the parents there, just always on their computers. Have you ever, ta- have you ever taught a skateboard lesson? Uh, no. Kids ask me how to do hard flips like every time I, I'm at a skate park, but, uh, no, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't know how to start. I would be such a terrible teacher. I would just be like, you just do it, dude. Shove it, kickflip, do it. <laughs> but I, I would have no advice because when I was growing up, I never, like, it was just like, you just, you just watch things a million times. You try it a million times and that's how you learn how to do it. So, like, I don't know. I would just be a bad teacher. That's all right. Maybe I'd be good. I don't know. I've never tried well, where I start, I start with like center of balance because like I, I, I kind of put a lot of thought into it and I was like, all right, when I, I wish, what would I wish someone told me when I first started? And I wish that someone told me to find my center of balance with my front foot because that's like where you push from. If you can balance on your front foot on one foot, then you have your center of balance and you can just hold it. And like, that's where a good push comes from. So that's where I start. And if I can get them to do a good push, it's always a good time. That's good advice. I mean, the only advice I ever got was just older guys yelling at me like I'm doing it wrong, and I just have to figure it out. <laughs> Go in the like, fucking corner, Jerry. Like, yeah, like I, I pushed Mongo when I was a kid. I remember like being like told like that's whack, and I didn't. I was like, what? Like I don't understand. But you just kind of get it eventually. So are you technically naturally a Mongo pusher? And don't lie. I mean, like don't lie. I just I just admitted it. Yeah, like, <laughs> naturally I'm a Mongo pusher. <laughs> you just broke the ride channel because they're gonna put that as the title of this video when they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all good. I mean, like you you can overcome it, kids. One eight hundred number. Call Jerry. He'll help you. Medical advice. Yeah, you can, uh, you can be cured. Are you a fan of the Switch Mongo? 
I guess it, I guess I don't really care. There's definitely guys who do it better than others, but um, I don't really care. Switch Mongo is I, I would prefer um, Switch pushing. I guess that's how you call it. Yeah, sure. Like not like not Mongo or whatever. Yeah, just but, uh, I would definitely prefer that. But then like you know, Carol. Yeah. All good there. I think like uh, clothes and persona and like attitudes. Like if you have that, then you can push switch manga. Like Stevie's gonna push switch manga. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's gonna yeah. question it. Attitude and style can make up for a lot. Yeah. If you back it, if you're into it, you're into it, and I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you know, if you're watching, if you're watching some like you know tight pants zero kid versus like Stevie or Mike or whatever, like you know. That's the funny thing about that time in skating is like it was really hard to hide style when the clothes were so tight. Yeah. You know, but it's like, damn, dude. Yeah. Like, you like see stuff in magazines like, oh, this guy's really good, and then you watch a video and they they can't push, and you're just like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> damn. That's where it starts yeah. from. That's that's where the style starts from. It's from their push. So it's tough if you can't push. You definitely gotta push around and feel out like your board, like. Please. I know, you know, growing up, I didn't even know what style was, I didn't even know, like, like, I didn't know any of that stuff, I grew up, uh, like, cause, because it was during, like, the, it was just during, like, this very technical phase of skating, where style kind of took a backseat, so, you know, not until, like, I got a little older, where people started talking about it more, magazines started talking about it more, and I was like, oh, wait, like, there's, like, a way to do this, yeah. you know, it's not just doing it, there's, like, a way to do it, and that was, like, a that was kind of a breakthrough. I was like, oh, wait, like, you know, because I was, I was just like, I think like once I learned that my skating changed a little bit. Yeah. Because you, you could see it, like you could see it with a lot of people, you know, like you, you, sometimes if you're sponsored as a little kid, like your shittiness is kind of revealed and then, you know, you watch them. <laughs> which is awesome, which is awesome because then you have a timeline from when you're little and you can see the progression which shows storyline, you know what I mean, which is awesome. But it is funny when you see little kids and you're like, damn, he's so good, but I wish he didn't look like a little kid, you know? Because you know what they're going to get into. They're going to grow and link out and there'll be more power and pop and like longer pushes and strides and like, and you're like in awe of what they can do now. But you're like, I just can't wait for like five years when they're bigger, you know? Yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic because like I have, I have no patience for little kid. Like I don't give a shit about it, but I was that little kid. You know, I mean, people really gave me a chance, but like me, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like at first, I'm just like, oh god, little kid stuff, can't stand it. <laughs> but definitely, but like, you know, I, I realize that, and I give people the benefit of the doubt, definitely. But if I'm just watching some kid and I don't really like them or whatever, I'm just like, oh, little kid stuff. Yeah, like, it's like, I mean, if you're just watching something online, you don't know the person. It's just like watching a movie. You know what I mean? Like you watch a movie and you're like, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you watch something you just really don't like and you don't know who the fuck that person is and you're like, oh, I just don't like this for whatever reason, you know? Like, this yeah, sucks yeah. I'm going to finish it, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I watch everything. Yeah, I always do that. Yeah, I watch I, everything. Do you consume a lot of, like, uh, skateboard content through websites and stuff? Yeah, like, now I do. Um, it's funny because, like, now that I'm in, like, skate mode, um, I kind of, like, I devour, like, everything. When, during, like, a time where I wasn't really, like, after the Enjoy video, I was super burnt out, and I didn't, like, I didn't, um, absorb anything with skating. I was like, just, I'm over this, I'm so burnt, I don't want to 
You know what I mean? And uh, it was like that for a really long time. But now that I'm filming this video part, I watch videos constantly. Yeah. My wife is just like, Do you, can you not watch these videos right now? Like, can we hang out? Like, I'm, you know, like kid again. And that's awesome to me where, uh, you know, you're like making lists, you're screen grabbing spots, you're like doing all this extracurricular work to make your own skating better. Awesome. And to have the internet and have access, immediate access to like any part you want, basically, I think that's awesome. And I've been doing that a lot. Like, I will definitely admit that I watch so much skateboarding online. That's sick. Yeah, I go on binges. Like, I'll, I'll go and I'll consume it for like three days straight and I'll go to all the websites and I'll just watch all of it. And then I get over it and then I give it like a week or two and I'll go back and I'll binge like again. And I'll be like, ah, tons of skate videos. And then I'm over it. Like, I don't yeah. know why, but it just goes like that for me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like homework slash enjoyment right now. Where, like, you know, I'll watch, like, like Bake, Baker Weekend Warrior on Ride Channel. I'll watch all of them. I'll just be, like, I'm looking for spots in, like, every single one of them. You know, because, like, L.A. is, like, where I live. So I'm, like, just constantly, like, you know, screen grab spots, send it to someone. Be like, where is this? And they'll tell me, and I'll go there. I'll see if it's, you know, something I want to do. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I, I watch a lot of skating. In I your, watch skating every day. In your next part, we're gonna, you're going to skate regular. I'm assuming you're back heel fully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's both regular and switch. Oh, damn it. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out allineedskate.com. Cop some apparel. Directly supports the podcast and skateboarding. Thank you guys for everything, and I'll catch you next week. Peace.